from the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. Now, you are about to be sworn in as the 14th Librarian of Congress. How does that feel? It's such an honor to be sworn in first as the uh, 14th Librarian of Congress and also to be nominated. It's a presidential nomination as well. And so as a career librarian, it's really almost a dream come true. The confirmation process was really uh, an eye-opener for me in so many ways because I got to meet legislators that were committed to not only the nation's history, but making information available and the goodwill and so many of the legislators were historians, um, that there were few that were actually musicians and that really had an interest in the Library of Congress and that was just a wonderful thing that made me very pleased that I was confirmed but also that I'll have an opportunity to work with people who understand the importance of the Library of Congress and I just want to thank them if this is an opportunity. I'm going to have other opportunities but an opportunity to really thank them uh, for uh, listening but also giving me insight into how the library can serve them and the nation better. Now, um, how did you mark that special day? Did you do anything special that day, knowing that you would become the first woman and the first African-American to ever hold that position? The thing that I did to mark that day was to share it with my mother, who has been such an inspiration to me, a nudge at times, <laughs> and to be able to share that with her and to really thank her for making it possible for me to be in that position and I was just so thankful and I did say a prayer that I was just thankful that she could be there. I know she'll always be with me in spirit but to physically be there was, was a special time. You come from a family of musicians. How did you decide to go into librarianship? I came from a family of musicians and it became obvious uh, and as I approached uh, my teenage years that I didn't have the talent that they had and but I always loved to read and my earliest memories were in Florida in a um, studio as my parents practiced my dad on violin my mom was his accompanist and I was under the grand piano and they would put books down there with me and toys and before he could, uh, they would start practicing, he'd had to play the banjo and the fiddle. And one of the first things I'm going to do in, when I take my in-depth in tour of the music department is to get a copy of the banjo and the fiddle. Wow. They had to play that song, so, and it's a kind of lively song and a kind of back and forth, and then I would be okay. So. Librarianship was really uh, an adventure for me to find out that there is a profession that was dedicated to making books and reading and knowledge available to people. And that just seemed ideal. Well, there was a book that you loved apparently as a young girl. 
One of the books that I loved as a young girl, and it was the first time I found out about library finds, uh, because I was in Queens at that point, uh, PS 96, and right across from the school was a branch library. And I'm not sure who put that book in my hand, but someone knew that a little girl who was about eight years old with pigtails might like a book that was called, and still is in print, Bright April, about a little girl with pigtails who was brown. And at that time, and uh, this goes back to when I was a child, there weren't that many books that reflected uh, me or uh, children of color. And I love that book. And I checked it out and checked it out and checked it out and checked it out. And then finally, the fines came. <laughs> but it was the, it, I, it, I still have a visceral feeling when I see the wonderful uh, illustrations in that book. Um, well, thinking back to the time when you decided to become or go into library science, what were some of your early goals? Did you ever obviously think that you would get to the pinnacle position of librarian of Congress? When I discovered that librarianship was uh, a profession, you, you receive degrees and things. I was actually coming right out of undergrad and going to the Chicago Public Library in between thinking of what I was going to do and jobs and things. And I saw a colleague who had just graduated and they said they're hiring people at the library. And so I went up and I went and became a library associate. And then within a week, I was assigned on the, to a small storefront library in the south side of Chicago with a young lady who was going to graduate school and she was on the floor in jeans having story time with children with autism and I thought wait a minute this is a different type of profession and you're bringing things right there to people and I was hooked and it so it was it was almost and when I say hooked I mean really it was I, I like this and my first job, interestingly enough, at that little branch was filing Library of Congress card sets in the card catalog. So I'm very familiar with the card sets. Uh, and it was, it just opened my eyes after that to what you could do. And then over time, seeing what libraries could do in communities and how they could help people. And so at this point, to be part of an institution that has so many opportunities to uh, help people in so many ways, from the scholars to the people who really want to just find out more about the nation's history or get inspiration is just, I think, the ultimate in terms of what started with that getting hooked back then. How do you think your perspective will be reflected in the institution during your tenure? As the first woman and the first African-American, I think my perspective will be really uh, part of a continuum of the librarians who have had different professions and have come from different backgrounds. There have been lawyers, there have been uh, librarians, there have been publishers and authors and historians and scholars. And so I think that what I will bring is just a, adding on to the different perspectives and, and also just being a caretaker, but also 
someone who's carrying the torch, too. And you mentioned caretaker. Why do you think librarians are true caretakers of the, the nation's, if not the world's, culture and heritage? Librarians, and we even have a t-shirt that was printed up, the original search engines. Uh, librarians have felt, and, and really it's almost a creed, of making sure that as much knowledge and information is preserved and made available for people for making life decisions, but also for taking trips internally, externally, and that there's really a belief that reading and uh, listening to creative output and all of these things really enhance the human experience. So librarians are dedicated to that. You are also the second trained librarian to serve. What are some of the qualities and skills that librarians have that people might not understand or appreciate? I think librarians, and we have a, a pretty strong stereotype uh, from the Ichabod Crane to uh, in that movie, It's a Wonderful Life, uh, when the lady comes out at the end and she's a librarian and that. And I think people might not realize that librarians are really dedicated to making sure that information is available and that we like to say books battle it out on the shelves, that you have different viewpoints and you let the public and the person decide. You just, your job is to make it available and that's something I think people might not realize, that they're pretty, sometimes a little feisty in that and that uh, goes against the stereotype. What, do you, what are some of the qualities that you think are important for leading an institution like the Library of Congress? I think in leading an institution like the Library of Congress that has certain uh, mandates to serve Congress, to also be responsible for the copyright process, and that also has the responsibility to preserve and protect valuable uh, materials but make them accessible as well is to have uh, openness to working with the we call them in librarianship the special forces of librarianship the, the staff uh, members who are at the Library of Congress are considered to be just the ultimate <laughs> in terms of professionalism and so one of the qualities that I think will be very helpful and that I'm really excited about is to uh, take in all of the input and the experience that the people who have been working here have and work together to chart a way to share that excitement and that uh, really dedication to what is here with all kinds of people. Our staff really are our major treasures. They're very, very true. I think people might not realize that even though a library will have invaluable treasures, and the Library of Congress, of course, has just, it's almost, in, you can't imagine all of the things that are here, and that's part of um, what I'm excited about uh, being part of making sure people know, and also that they have access to it. Um, but that you, the greatest resource is the person who's helping you, 
either find it or who knows about it because it's if it's not brought to you or you or have somebody who really can tell you about something it's not quite as valuable to you so that that person the staff those are the people that really make it come alive what do you, what are some of the qualities that you think are important for leading an institution like the Library of Congress? I think in leading an institution like the Library of Congress that has certain uh, mandates to serve Congress, to also be responsible for the copyright process, and that also has the responsibility to preserve and protect valuable uh, materials but make them accessible as well, is to have uh, openness to working with the, we call them in librarianship, the special forces of librarianship, the, the staff uh, members who are at the Library of Congress are considered to be just the ultimate <laughs> in terms of professionalism. And so one of the qualities that I think will be very helpful and that I'm really excited about is to uh, take in all of the input and the experience that the people who have been working here have and work together to chart a way to share that excitement and that uh, really dedication to what is here with all kinds of people. Our staff really are our major treasures. They're very, very true. I think people might not realize that even though a library will have invaluable treasures, and the Library of Congress, of course, has just, it's almost, in, you can't imagine all of the things that are here, and that's part of um, what I'm excited about uh, being part of, making sure people know, <laughs> and also that they have access to it. Um, but that you, the greatest resource is the person who's helping you either find it or who knows about it because it's if it's not brought to you or you or have somebody who really can tell you about something it's not quite as valuable to you so that that person the staff those are the people that really make it come alive and there are only two more mm -hmm. um, what do you see as the role of the Library of Congress, or you could actually answer it as the role of the Librarian of Congress, whichever way you want to answer. Well, the role of the Library of Congress is to, it's really threefold, um, to serve Congress and really provide a resource for legislators and their staff in terms of making uh, legislation and policy. Another important part is that safeguarding the resources and making sure that they are preserved and are available in different formats. And then the third is the fact that it is the nation's library and it's a national treasure. And so looking at that and letting people know that right here in Washington, D.C., but also at the tip of the, your fingers, you have the world's biggest and largest library. Uh, what do you see as the biggest challenges for the library? 
the biggest opportunity for the library is to make the wonderful treasures available to people in various formats. And technology can be a wonderful tool. So many things are already digitized and available. And so the opportunity to work with potential donors, to work with people who are interested in seeing this treasure opened up for everyone, I think will be just a wonderful adventure. And also to make sure that while this is happening, that we're taking care of the basic responsibilities of the library as well. Serving Congress, having a, a robust copyright uh, office that makes sure that the creators and the users of content are served effectively, and then making sure that everyone has access. Turn out challenges and opportunities. Well, there's a lot of opportunity. <laughs> there really is. So what is your vision for the nation's library in the coming decades under your stewardship? Well, my vision for this library is very simple, that people will realize that they have a national treasure and that it is part of their heritage and everyone can find something in the Library of Congress, produced by the Library of Congress that relates to their lives or where they want to go. So that, that's my vision, that people will know LOC. <laughs> there might be an app for that, <laughs> uh, but they will realize what a treasure that they have. What I hope to accomplish with the dedicated staff of the library in the next uh, 10 years of the appointment is to really make more of the collections accessible in various formats. And if we can say that they, we have collections in the next 10 years that have never been uh, seen digitally and that are used and that are tied in with curriculums around the country and that people are going to, at the end of 10 years, if people are thinking of the Library of Congress as a go-to place in the uh, stratosphere really um, for information and resources that I think would be quite an accomplishment. This has been a presentation of the Library of Congress. Visit us at loc.gov.